0: Good everyone and welcome to the square leg. Um, this is going to be totally unscripted so I don't actually know how this is going to go or even if I'll post on the square leg. I might just post it on a whole new account entirely. I don't know. Um, but yeah, this is the face of the square leg if you didn't know. Um, my name's Nelson. Um, and as you can tell from my voice, I am very much an Australian cricket team fan. And so, it's, this is just going to be me talking about cricket, mostly Australian cricket for however long. It might be 10, 15 minutes long. It might be two minutes long. I don't really know. Um, I got, Yeah, basically, I don't know if any of you guys have seen King of the Fourth Quarter for basketball. it has got a really good program. He just sits down and just talks hoops for God knows how long. So, um, and I just... After after last night, i feel like I have the need to do that because this Australian T20 side is just, it's in shambles and there's no really, there's no real nice way to put that. Um, honestly, it ODI is the exact same. Like England are going to thump us in ODI and I don't really think it's going to be close. It's like there's no department that we have them in apart from maybe like consistent pace bowling, but that is not what wins you will games. Um... So, Australia lost by two runs, chasing 162. I... It was what? We were none for 96 after 10 overs or something like that. And then Aaron Finch went out and followed by Steve Smith, Dave Warner, Maxwell. And then everyone just... It all fell apart from there. But what I want to talk about is that this middle order for Australia has just been... It's been nowhere for so long... And I don't. I honestly don't see. There's no good horizon that you can look to in Australian cricket and say, "Oh yeah, that's all right. We're going to fix that down the line." Um, because there's, we we haven't had a middle order or lower order finisher for like, like you'd have to go for Michael Bevan. I guess Shane Watson batted three opened sometimes. Glenn Maxwell and his prime was really good, and I still really rate Glenn Maxwell, and I I would be very upset if we dropped him on the back of his one. I don't think I will, but he does need to be in this team. But the thing is, you got Aaron Finch, Dave Warner, Steve Smith are the three absolute locks in this team. They're not going anywhere, at least, I think, what Aaron Finch aimed for the next World Cup. I think Dave Warner said something similar. Um... And after that, like, we have enough hard hitters in our domestic system. Like Chris Lynn has been unbelievable, really, in the Big Bash for so long now. But he was just when it came to international cricket, he was just absolute shit house. So I don't know how, I don't know why that translated to international level, but it just didn't. Um, Glenn Maxwell, we know he's so up and down. And I think it's more due to Australia using him incorrectly because he he has the talent to adapt to any situation. like you know, he has a test match 100 and it's a topic for another time, but I don't think he should have been really dropped from that test side. and if he was lucky he could still be playing Test cricket now. Of course he's got he's got 100 in all formats. And we saw in the last BBL that his ability to just to play it through and keep the game on his terms for so long. And then, when he's comfortable, attack right at the end. We saw his ability to really do that last big bash. And they're still trying to use him as a power hitter. Well, at least, that, I think that's still how they've seen him up until this point. Um, they batted him at 4 this game, which I like. I like Glenn Maxwell batting 4. I think that's definitely the go. Um, but, you know, he did make 1 and he played a not-so-good shot. I don't know if they told him to go on the attack, which was so, like... I don't know why we played so many aggressive shots when we only needed to go at, like, it, it was under 7 and over. It was, where well, we needed, what, 40 or 38 balls or something like that at one point? And, you know, we're doing, like, Aaron, Steve Smith did a slog sweep on 18. It was just so unnecessary. I don't know why he's done that. Um, I mean, Alex Carey just got undone by an absolute Jaffa from, uh, from Wood, but... And there's not really much you can do about that. Alex Carey, though, he hasn't had a good run of things in the international setup. I think um, long-term ODI, he is definitely the way to go. I I think he's got really good grit for, um, for for the slightly longer formats of the game. And I do think he'll be the next test wicketkeeper and honestly perhaps captain. It depends how they play it. Um, they might bring him as a specialist batsman and develop him from there. <clears throat> It's probably unlikely, but I think that would be... If you're just looking to the future in terms of leadership, Alex Carey definitely got that. And you look into the, the World Cup semi-final, um, even though Australia got absolutely demolished by England, Alex Carey was the reason why they even had half a half a decent total in the first place. I mean, he did combine pretty well with Steve Smith. who put on an 80 or 90-odd, which was pretty nice. Um... But like you saw, you could just see it in his eyes. Alex Carey got hit two or three times in the head. He had a bandage wrapped right around, and you could just you could see it. I'm gonna bat for my country, and I'm gonna get us within a shot of getting to the World Cup final. And um, and I think if you if we give Alex Carey a long enough shot at international level, he'll eventually gather the more consistent times, and um, he'll. And he'll be able to make some really good ODI and hopefully test scores. But in the T20 side of things, he hasn't really got going internationally. And I think it might be because, um, like, so many... I think all of our top order, really, aside from Glenn Maxwell, plays opener or bats three in the Big Bash. And that's a real concern. Because guys like Alex Carey, they... That Alex Carey has the ability to go from ball one, and that's why I'm fine with him batting six for now. Um, and I think he will learn to bat six uh, more efficiently. But we've got so many in that role that just accumulate over time and um, not necessarily turn the strike over. Like, And so I don't really know how... You can't have... S- for you can't have five of those guys in your T20 batting lineup. It just doesn't work. And you've already got Steve Smith, and honestly, David Warner has been striking really, really slowly lately. I don't know what's up with him since his return. Um, I mean, to actually, think he's in return, I think he's been striking at 139 or something like that. But like lately, in the last year, that he struck at 123 today, but 58 off 47. And like in this case, it did. Um, he didn't need to but um I don't know I feel less and less confident with him going on the attack Aaron Finch I think feels that pretty nicely um Steve Smith is very underrated in terms of his strike rate um he just sometimes doesn't quite pick when to go but um I did a I did a full um I did a full project on Steve Smith playing in white ball cricket and i I had the whole um I know if you've seen on the, uh, an analysis of Steve Smith in white ball cricket on the square leg, my Instagram page, which I, I presume is where I'll post this. I don't really know. Um, and then I was doing a part two of that. And basically, he was... Like, people get on his case for not being... For playing white ball cricket like it's a test. I know that's basically all the Indians say, and it's just because they're, they're emotionally attached to Kohli and whatnot. But, um, he's not. He's, like, out of the Fab Four, and I, I didn't look at Babra's arm because the sample size is so small at the moment, but out of the Fab Four, he is well and truly second in terms of ODI strike rate, and it's much the same story in T20s, and he has really improved as a T20 player, but he's just, like, I'm going to keep it a buck with you. Steve Smith threw his wicket away this game, and that really hurt. That gave England that glimmer of hope, you know, you know oh, we're into Marcus Stornis, Alex Carey now, Ash and Agar's to come. Whereas if you've got Steve Smith at the crease, and he's just holding ground, and that that's all you need when you, like I I don't know when he got out. Um, when did he get out? It, when he got out, we, we were one for one twenty four. At 14.1 overs and then he got out two for twenty, two for 124 after the 14.2 so like What's that, that's 38 runs? Yeah, that's like it's th- <laughs> 38 runs off 36 balls And he did us does a slog sweep out to deep mid wicket just you don't need to do that and I, I Don't think that that will generally happen with Steve Smith. I but I he is still working out how to play a t20 and I'm not sure that his mindset is completely in it yet. But, um, like hopefully though, by the time he, by the time the next T20 World Cup comes around in Australia, which, well, well, yeah, I presume we'll aim for the 2022 World Cup now, um, since that's on Australian soil. And I think that probably gives us some more time to sort out where our middle order is at. And I think for guys like Steve Smith and Alex Carey, that would be really good for um, getting their in- T Twenty international focus right. Um, for Smith, I think he just needs to still pick when to go, because it's it sort of it. Sometimes it sort of feels like he's um, he's like, I'm in a T Twenty, I'm one of the best batsmen in the world. I need to score quick because that's what, how you're meant to play a T Twenty. But, like, you're 17 off 10, and we need 38 runs of 36 balls. Or something like that. It's like, you don't need to play a, a slog sweep from outside, from on, like, on fifth, fourth or fifth stump, basically, on your offside, to Adil Rashid, the leg spinner, that's only going to turn more. So I don't... I don't... um, I don't hold a lot of confidence in that at the moment. But going forward, and hopefully over the next year or two, Um, guys like Smith and Carey can develop that, um, but, but the, the main focus, what I wanted to talk about was, um, was Marcus Stoinis and he has been the, he has been the, the centerpiece of white ball selection discussions for so long now, um, like probably the last two or three years especially since the World Cup. Actually, yeah, it's probably only been a year and a bit. But it feel, he's always the guy that the public want because, like, you know, he hadn't such an incredible Big Bash campaign set well, set the record there. But um, for most for highest score, most runs in a season, and all that, we know how devastating he is opening the batting. But the thing is, Marcus Stoinis... He needs the keys to an innings. And if you bat him at number five, that just does not work. And we saw it again today. He struck at what, 23 off 18, and then left off 15 needed off the last over. And that was just too much for him. Because he was just fresh airing full tosses. Or he's just like clipping them to, to deep long on, like, or, you know, ec- extra cover. That That's so infuriating to watch. Um, and I don't think you know he's just he's not suited to the number five role. He just he he needs the keys to an innings to first um get get some runs on the board. Like he'll strike it it just over a run a ball for his first twenty balls usually, and get yeah, I mean he's twenty three not out after eighteen when we needed quick runs. Um, so that says a bit there but then when he does get going he doesn't turn the strike over like well like I said that's when I say he needs the keys to an innings he needs the full control whereas um like someone like Steve Smith that's why he's such a good player because he just continually turns the strike over and that's how he, he's how he gets his way of getting in and it frustrates the opposition because they can't get in a good rhythm um Steve Smith and Glenn Maxwell like that's a really good combination. I really hope that they put on a big partnership this series and um, I think I think down the line there will be some really big partnerships between those two But with Marcus Stoinis banning at five The number five position in white ball cricket is just so I I honestly think it's the most important position the all-rounder position whether it's in like number six or seven in ODIs Or if it's number five here in t20s it's um it's so it's you really need to rely on your what seems to be an all-rounder now to just see if you're gonna if you're gonna play five bowlers which both teams did although england's england's tail is a lot stronger It's probably strongest in the world, really. Like, Adil Rashid was originally listed to come in at 11. He's got 10 first-class hundreds. That's just insane. I think he ended up coming in at 9. But um, The all-rounder position, where they usually bat, is they need to be so adaptive towards the game plan and where the game is at. And what I think... I think that's the main thing of what Australia's been missing, and that is why they have not been able to win a t20 world cup um the only real guy we've had like that has been michael Hussey in the really early years and like they re- they really should have won a world cup a t20 world cup back then but they've never had that guy that they can turn to lower lean the lower order and go okay we're, we've we've had a classic australian middle order collapse we need you to just hold the ship for a bit or we, we're, we're close to the end now, Marcus Stoinis. We need you to just score 12 off 3, whatever. Just get some runs in there or turn the strike over to Alex Carey, Steve Smith, those guys. Just turn it over and keep the partnership going. Keep the pressure on England and um, don't let the opposition feel comfortable. And you, at, meanwhile, you're still setting yourself Whereas Marcus Stoinis, he needs he needs a lot of deliveries to soak up to get his full rhythm in a row, and that is why I'm I don't think he'll ever get a place in this Australian T Twenty side because like you can't he's not you're not picking him for his bowling either like Glenn Maxwell just bowled three overs, and um I I again I really rate Glenn Maxwell as a cricketer he's really complete um he's very smart I think his his cricket IQ is really um. It's really underrated. He's always seen as, like, you know, the big show. I'm going to just whack here and do a reverse sweep because it looks cool. I think he's actually a really smart um, cricketer, especially in T20 ODI forms. But if Aaron Finch wasn't the captain, I would probably turn to Glenn Maxwell. I think he's a really good... He's got a really good mind. I think that showed in the big bash. Um... What was I talking about? The yeah, the all round like we're not picking we're not picking Stoinis <clears throat> for his bowling, but, and he's he's like the sixth or seventh option at the moment with the ball. So w- he was purely picked as a batsman here at number five, and <clears throat> I st- and like the the instant thought is for for someone like me who I've always been very skeptical of Stoinis in the national setup because he. He's always needed the keys to an innings. Um, apart from like his first couple years in in the ODI side, he was he was really good at just finishing the job, getting a quick fifty every now and then. Of course, he got that once that big one sixty against New Zealand or whatever it was. And um, I remember a couple, yeah, good couple quick five fifties um, on on home soil. And I think that was because he was more focused on. On his position in the team whereas now he's thinking about so much about himself and how he can improve as a complete cricketer that he is that he is um, I I don't want to say disregarded because that would be harsh he obviously still cares about playing for his country and he wants to do the best for them but he's so he's become so caught up in the moment of wanting to impress that he now doesn't fit the Doesn't fit the T20 mold for an international player in this lineup. Um, So, going. So, like, the initial reaction would be get Stornis out of here. He's just. He's not going to improve. Like, he's. I don't know how old he is, but he's. Actually, I'll check. He's like. He's not going to. He's not going to change that aspect of his game anytime soon. And there's not really. We're not really getting much out of just having him there. Like I guess you could say, like, we're gonna play him at five for so time for so much time, and because he's such a talented batsman, he will come to learn that. But then you go back to the domestic season and he's opening with Hilton Cartwright and he's making he's getting the keys to an innings facing seventy balls balls in an innings and all that and he just goes straight back to it. Like, you know, this is why I got selected, so I'm gonna play like this. Um yeah, he's thirty one years old, so like he's does he doesn't fit. He doesn't fit with what they're trying to do. Like, by the next World Cup he's gonna be thirty-three and I, I honestly think he'll still be playing in the same the same rhythm. Because like, even though he's like he's so strong, you know, he can rip his shirt apart and all that He he just doesn't he doesn't pick the ball as he should for a number five spot. And like sometimes you just need to play like my My junior coach said this and he doesn't know anything (laughs) um well he doesn't know some things obviously that's a bit rude but you know he's a junior coach and he would basically just have us doing doing improvisation drills at the end of a session like okay you've worked yourself in now but now i'm also i'm going to throw these new challenges at you the game suddenly turned on its head i need you to be adaptive, I need you to play all your shots on this side, I need all your play shots down this side, I need you to score this many runs, I don't care how you do it, I just want you to do this, because in today's game, he said, you need to have that adaptive factor, and that is the most important factor you can have as a lower order batsman, especially in today's game, as it is a white ball, because the white ball game is so continuously changing where you come in at what point of the innings, um, and what the... What the situation is like do you need to like do you does your team have a, a large total or are you in early but do you still st- have a large total do you need to anchor ship who are you batting with um whereas in tests it's sort of like well like 90 percent of the time it's just yeah you're in there just go out take your time score some runs unless it's like the very end of an innings you're about to declare like that's really obvious um But yeah, I don't think that's... I don't think that Stoinis can develop in that way. And I was sort of thinking about it like, I don't want Stoinis in this team. You know, he's 31 years old. He's not going to get this team to the next T20 World Cup in Australia. And I was sort of thinking, well, who do we have to replace him? Because in the squad, the only other two... The only other three recognised batsmen... um, I think we've only got three other recognized batsmen. I get Sean Abbott, I guess. Oh, no, we've got... So we got Mitch Marsh, Dan Sams. He doesn't... He, he doesn't really count, let's be honest. Daniel Sams, he's been absolute rubbish with the bat, and he hurts my eyes to look at. Um, And Josh Phillippe. Now, Phillippe is... um, You know, we, we know who he is. And he is so... Yeah, he just picked up his first IPL contract. What is he? I think he's like 21 years old, 22 years old. And he he has that factor that Gornas does not have. He doesn't need the keys to an innings. He'll just go out there and he will bat. He will conti- he'll factor in that he's batting with Steve Smith or Glenn Maxwell and he'll let them take control. Or if he's feeling, right, I like the look of this guy, I'm going to fucking go after him. Then he will he'll smack him onto the scg roof um but obviously like he's so young and we've seen so little of him at the moment that it's unlike that i don't know that we'll see him this series um but i really i i think he's i think he's closer than a lot of people think to the team like Mitch Marsh would be the obvious replacement, but his batting is so up and down, and he's the same situation with Stornis. He's getting he's getting on quite a long time now. He's been aroundabouts the side for so long, and he just can't get in a rhythm. The best rhythm he had was in Red Bull, was one Ashes series, um, where he made two tons, and has done nothing else with the bat really since. Um, I still st- I think I think Marsh. Is better suited to the T20 game at batting at five than Stoinis is Um, but the thing is I I don't I don't think Marsh has definitely got the the late order hitting factor but I don't think he's got the discipline to turn over the strike or just hold a ground well like Glenn Maxwell Steve Smith Alex Gary whoever Aaron Finch just turns over from the other end and takes control of the innings. I don't think Mitch Marsh really has that. Even though, like, I, I do really... I, be, I have believed in Mitch Marsh for so long. But I just... I think it's time to just move on from him and Marcus Stornis. Like, unless they just have, like, absolutely golden run. Like, like even better than Stornis' last... Big bash, and it's and more importantly, it suits the Australian setup perfectly. That's the only reason that I can see. Um, that's the only opportunity I can see either of them getting a shot again. Um, I mean, having said that, I think like I think there's a fair possibility that Marshall come in for Stoinis next game. Either him or um, Matthew Wade. I forgot to say before, who. I've I, I think wade he definitely has the attack factor and I think he he is somewhat disciplined but sometimes he just he just picks the wrong ball he completely picks it wrong and again he's he's getting on a bit as well um I think I w- I would rather wade over both of those guys um I think he does have the ability to construct an in innings does he have the ability to save it? I'm not really sure um but i think having alex carey at six really helps that and if you surround you know steve smith with more hitters basically um you know Finch, glenn maxwell but honestly just quick side note i think david warner he just quietly i think he's turned into a bit of an anchor in this in the, our white bull sides so he's been striking really slowly and he's been caring a lot more about his wicket um whether that's just because he's I don't really want to say this but I think he could be just afraid of getting more and more scrutiny um for playing selfishly and all that you know and coming because it won't take much for Warner to come under fire from the media everyone pretty much everyone hates him. Um, abroad, at least, I don't like my, most people. Uh, I was he's, he's he's still not the most popular guy. Um, in Australia, still I'll say that much. But I feel like Warner is so self conscious now. He's a lot like stoyness um, except not as extreme. That he'll he'll soak up a lot more balls now. Um, Warner, uh, I. Th- like obviously we're not going to drop Warner. Um, he's still a class opener in any teeter on his side. And I think, and he combines really well with, with Finch. Um, yeah, him, Finch, Smith, and Maxwell. That's a really good top four. And I, ho- I really hope they persist with Glenn Maxwell at four. The, the only, the only other option, and this is the sort of the dark horse, is minus Labichein. Um. <sighs> Labashain is so tricky because he just made, like he made a hundred in the scratch match, right? And he is, he's, he's, he's in this squad. He he could theoretically play this series, but that's we've just seen so little of him that little promising signs in T Twenty. I don't even, I couldn't even tell you if he's got more than three domestic T Twenty fifties. Honestly, even more than two. Um, I honestly couldn't tell you. Uh, honestly, that first hundred that he made the other week in a scratch match, that's the only, It's the only good score. I, I I cannot remember, like, any decent Marnus Labashain T20 innings. Like, I think he is improving, but we've just, again, we've just seen so little of it that, you can't thrust him into that number four or number five spot. Because then you got... Well, let's say we got, what? Aaron Finch, Dave Warner, Steve Smith, and Manus Labuschagne. You'd have to bat Labuschagne at four, I guess. Um. Then, like, you got two real anchors in Smith and Labs. But that's, that's too... I feel like that could, if we're not careful, that could take the game away from us. Because while I really rate Smith in his ability to hold down in innings, he can and just wait until the right thing comes. He it he can he's more more of a likely batsman for it to just all come undone. Um, and minus like we just we just don't know. So I don't think that we'll be seeing this series. He, we could see him in the future. Um, but it all just depends. Like, there's so many question marks over his over what he is as a T twenty batsman. Like, I, I saw there was like a T like a T ten or a hundred ball scratch match. I'm not. sure. It was one of the two um, for Queensland, uh, maybe a month ago, and him and Matthew Renshaw. Scored pretty high Matthew Renshaw actually Matthew Renshaw is actually quite interesting Ooh, I would not mind if they batted him at four or five because Renshaw I mean <laughs> he, He's got he's got the nickname as the tortoise, so you know, he's not the um He doesn't have the reputation as a quick-fire t20 batsman but at the moment at the moment I would honestly have him closer to the T20 side than Manus Lavishain. And. But. I don't, is that an obvious statement? Is that obvious? I don't know. I really don't know. Um, But he's really improved on his adapt- adaptability. Uh, I don't know what I'm saying. How he adapts to it in innings, especially in a white ball match. And I. You know. Renshaw is still super young. He's like twenty three. He, he's twenty three years old, right? Or is he twenty one? I don't know. That he's twenty three. Um, but he is super young, and he has got his best years ahead of him. If you can, uh, if you can plug in Renshaw and Josh Philippe into the side now, and just look straight to that twenty twenty two World Cup on home soil, I think that is our best opportunity to win the T Twenty World Cup. I, I I'm thinking about it more. I think Renshaw, he best fits that mold of the number four or five spot. Because like we know, we know how good he is at just turning the strike over and just being there. Like he was at the other end for David Warner's um hundred in hundred before lunch, you know, and then he went on to score one hundred and eighty himself. You know, he and he only scored like eighteen or... 50 not like not much uh, off, off, a, off a bit for a test match, but Um, you know, he's he's so got the ability to just be there and turn the strike over for the first bit And then when it gets tough And we need some runs He will whack that He will whack that thing out of the park And that also gives more opportunity for guys like Josh Philippi and Glenn Maxwell I would, I would if you were to plug in Matthew Renshaw at the end to the Australian setup, I would bat it at I would bat him at four and Maxwell at five. Even though I really I think Maxwell he's um he's very versatile. He's a lot more versatile than people realise. I would bat him at five and have Renshaw at four. And then you can adjust that, giving if like Smith is Smith is at the crease and he's making a big score or Warner's going off his head. <laughs> Then you can bring in... Then you can bring in Maxwell or Josh Philippi. Like, I think that gives in so many more opportunities in this side. And, and more importantly, it gives us something to look for in the future. I th- I think Alex Carey's safe. But his spot as a... As a keeper... I mean, he's, a, he's a good gloveman. He's a good gloveman. But as a T20 keeper... I could see... Josh Philippi getting picked over him... After not much time. I feel like that could be... Like closer than people think. But... I still rate Carey's... Like grit and grind ability way more. So I would... I would... And like flip isn't... Like the best gloveman. Even though that doesn't really matter in a T20... As much as it does in an ODI and a test. I would definitely not be opposed to having... Um, having both of them in the side for an extensive amount of time, because Carey is pretty young as well. He's like 20, 26 or 27 years old. Or maybe younger than that. Uh, actually, I might have got that completely wrong. I don't even know. But regardless, they both they both have the potential to stay in the side for a long, long time. And if you can build that core, that next-gen core of of Renshaw, Flip, and Carey. Well, also... Like, Cameron Green is just around the corner. Cam Green is close. Um, T20, he didn't, he didn't really have that, that good of a big bash. But we've seen what he can do. Like, this is just with the bat. This is just with the bat in first class in the last domestic season, which was considered a breakout. Um, He's... He's a gun at holding down the innings. And I think Cameron Green will also learn to more adaptive like was he 20 years old he's unbelievable like if you can have that core like cam green balls high 140s too that is that is such a dream next gen academy so now i'm thinking about it that is an amazingly strong core because obviously like warner finch smith like those are your big three batsmen and like you could chuck in maxwell in there if you really wanted to and then and then you've got the next the next core if you develop them all right you could have you could have matt renshaw batting four josh Fli- philippe batting five cam green batting six and alex carey batting at seven and you can still fit in you could, you could put in... You, you can still put in four more bowlers, because Cameron Green is a genuine bowler, considering... This is just assuming he gets his back right. Um, but that, that provides so much variance and so much ability for this team. Um, I think if they can develop these guys sooner rather than later, they need to make a stance. They really need to make a stance on this team, whether... Alright, we're gonna go for this twenty twenty one World Cup in India, or we need to turn to the future and go one year earlier and develop these guys, get their T twenty minds in set. But I don't think Cam Green will be there. Cam Green won't be there just just then. Renshaw definitely could. I think Renshaw is definitely a smoky for that 2022 side. Um like Philippi, he's in the squad. Philippi is right there. So Another good summer from either of those two, I think, could could easily catapult them into the side. Um, like again, we haven't seen anything from Cam Green yet, but if he develops right, like most people think he will, and injuries don't hold him back, that is an unbelievable core. And then you like because Cam Green's such a genuine bowler, and you've also got like I just named it Glenn Maxwell didn't even get a spot in that side. You could, you could even play, like, Cam Green batting at seven or eight. And Alex, like, you could you could swip, switch those two. You wouldn't even need Alex Carey at that point. Like, assuming Philippi develops right, and hopefully his glove skills get a bit better, you could have him taking the gloves instead. And then you could just, you could have whatever bowlers you wanted because that top order is so strong and so variable. Um, You know, Kane Richardson, he just, he bowled it. He bowled an uh, absolute man on fire last game. Pat Cummins is going to be around for ages. He's he's unbelievable. Mitch Stark is Mitch Stark. He's on track to be the best ODI bowler of all time. Um. Adam Adam Zampa, I think, is still he's still the best spinner. I, in terms of spit our uh, spinner stocks for T20s, I hmm. Like Lloyd Pope would be the first one that comes to mind. I, like Lloyd, he's not—he's not, he's not going to play Test cricket. He's—I don't think unless he changes his stock delivery and his and more um, and his consistency, Lloyd Pope won't even get close to playing Test cricket. Um, but he—he has—he's been given the keys to the to the South Australian spinning stocks this summer because Tom Andrews has just been has just signed with Tasmania. So like that could happen, I guess he can make a breakthrough in the next few years but and well Adam Zampa left, just left of course so I think Lloyd Pope he could be a good T20 bowler N- like next gen spinner I think Zampa's like Zampa's cool I think Zampa will be there for the next couple of World Cups but this is my like this bit of a doomsday prediction Tanvir Sanger write it down he will be the world's number one ranked T Twenty bowler, and I have I've like that. Like you know, that could be a freezing cold take. I don't know, but his variations and how he reads the game, he's he is a mystery spinner. Is Tanvir, and I think he is the immediate predecessor to um successor rather of Adam Zampa. So I think we're safe there, in terms of paces. No, I mean, got Joe Richardson is just there, so he'll be. He could very easily be there for the twenty twenty two World Cup, and so now you've developed such a core like that. I think we're in a good place going forwards to. I don't know when the next World Cup in is in after that. Probably twenty twenty five. well, gee, the next ODI World Cup's twenty twenty three. So we got, we got a T twenty World Cup next year. And another T20 World Cup after that and then we go back to in- India have two World Cups in the space of three years that's that's it's kind of that's kind of ridiculous um I think yeah gee I've ended up rambling for a lot longer than I thought I would um I might actually post this on the big swing noting podcast actually now I think about it <laughs> because you know this is 40 minutes of just me rambling about nothing um well, of not nothing. It's interesting. This is very interesting. Um, yeah, wherever I decide to put this, um, you know, su- support me, follow me. Uh, follow me on Instagram at the Nelsy Show at the Square Leg. I, um, if, if for those wondering, I haven't posted on the Square Leg in a long, long time, um, and it's mainly because, well, it is because uh, my Photoshop just broke. Um, I've got my computer here, and it just my Photoshop just went. Um, so, until I get, like, I'm not really in need for another new computer, like, the square, like, isn't, you know, it's not a massive priority at the moment. Um, like, I was probably halfway, or three quarters through making this Steve Smith thing. And actually, I recorded in video format, so, um, let me, let me know if you guys want to see that in video format. It was pretty rough, but, um, you know, it still exists. Um... So yeah the square leg is probably gonna be put on hold until i get like another computer which like that could be another year i don't i don't even know or i just switched switch entirely um i know there's photoshop mobile but you can't do like graphics and all that on that um yeah so it probably um, maybe this is going to square leg might be deprived of content Hmm. Um, anyway, follow me over there. Subscribe to the Big Swing Noting podcast on all your favorite podcasting streaming services: Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Google Google Podcasts. What to say? Apple Music, Apple Podcasts. Ev- ev- like every platform, um, Anchor. But like everything, it's on. Um, only a few episodes on at the moment, but and we've, we've I've recorded a couple, but the audio got corrupted both times. Um, we're planning to bring it back pretty soon. We're planning to bring it back. Um, I don't know if you've, you might have noticed a couple scars on my on my hands and my face. I had a, had a decent bike accident the other week, so I was going to record an episode of the podcast this weekend. Um, last weekend, rather, but I, I, I actually couldn't talk or hold the mic. Um, so, you know, maybe maybe next week uh, or at the end of the. midway through the the white ball series might have a might host an episode there um maybe i'll just post it on all all formats you'll know when you see it i don't know i'm just rambling to myself but yeah anyway thank you very much for listening watching i don't really know um there's probably like no one listening or watching at this point thank you very much if you are because it means i'm interesting um thank you very much play it through